And without question, the dawn breaks to new light. The wizards, they protect. The fairies, they take flight. The oceans roar, the thunder thumps, the mother's birth. And hummingbirds, they they hum. And you and I, we create. We create our reality in this moment. We create the vision we are becoming. We create the days of the new. I'm Heath Armstrong. This is Never Stop Peaking. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. While you letting conformity slam you up the butt. You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack what you're thinking Fuck no, you'll never stop peeking Hola, yo, 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 yo Ah. Amazing to connect with you again, and really, really, really excited right now, per usual, when I get on the mic, when I get to sort of expel all of the creative ideas or thoughts that have been sitting stagnant in my body for the last week since I released the last podcast, right? So, of course, always with this this podcast, my mission has been to to sort of help snap you out of a, a spiritual slumber, a, a creative slumber, and into the the truth of life and the beauty and, and your power. And maybe that comes with just understanding that we're all just here floating around, not knowing what the fuck we're actually doing. <laughs> I've been pondering this this thought so much often. The only thing that I know is that I know nothing, right? And the only thing that we can do is convince ourselves that we're out exploring, looking, and finding things that are going to make us feel like we know something. Or we can put more love into the being that we are, into the moments, into the fact that we really don't know anything. And does any of this really matter? One thing for sure is that It matters to connect. It matters to relate. It matters to create because that's what a human is, right? We are this vessel that comes onto the planet and through downloads from somewhere, no matter where you think that somewhere is, could be nature, could be a heaven, could be a God, could be the muse. It's all one and the same. It's coming in to you and then being transformed by you into the physical world. How often are you accepting this and allowing it to happen? It's a good question to ponder. I've got a new little segment I'm excited about today. It is called A Minute with Money Shot. We're going to start popping these on. If you don't know, talked about them before, there's probably been lots of stories shared, but 
Money Shot is a cosmic twin of mine. He is my best friend since sixth grade. And uh, yeah, he has some really, really interesting thoughts. And so I'm just going to jump right into this minute with Money Shot. And now, a minute with Money Shot. God made little boys to be a mixture of freckles twinkling eyes, messed up hair, and scuffed knees, who bring joy to one and all. He filled them with hope, curiosity, courage, and semen, then gave them a dream and the faith to reach for the stars. The glory of young men is their strength. Proverbs twenty twenty Well, that was a minute with Money Shot and packed with wisdom, nonetheless. Thank you, Money Shot. There's a lot of really deep thinking to do around that proverb, a lot of directions that we can take that, if you know what I mean. So I'll let that just sort of sit with you for a while. And I want to really dive directly into this interview I have with the beautiful, the talented Dajay James. And what is so remarkable about Dajay is I can't begin to filter the the way that her her voice and her presence gets into a space, a creative space, an idea, a thought, and just by being there allows it to sort of unfold and expand. If you've heard Olivia Broughton on this podcast before, there's a lot of similarities I feel between Daje and, and Olivia. And so there was sort of an instant connection when I found out who she was and we started connecting uh, via the internet and then realizing that she's actually living in sort of a conscious creative community outside of or within Knoxville, which is where I grew up. And we decided to have a, a conversation together and release it on both of our shows. So she has an incredible podcast called Brave School. You can get the links to all of her her creations in the show notes or at the website, uh, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. But her, her podcast site is braveschool.co. And in this episode, we really she did a good job of summing it up into a title that was better than the title I came up with, so I'm going to use it. But it was finding your cosmic community through creative process, synchronicity, and design. Daje is a she. She probably wouldn't like me to call her this because she is so humble. But I, I look at her as a very much a branding genius, and she's really effective at peeling back the shell of all of the the stuff that we pile on ourselves and really finding out what truly is and allowing us through that exploration to sort of intersect the relationship between entrepreneurship and mysticism and creative courage that we all navigate as humans. We all are curious about. We're all looking for ways to to understand what any of this stuff that I'm slapping out of my mouth right now really means, right? What is storytelling? What is true life? What is conscious communication? What is synchronicity and design and cosmic community? 
I think there's a very simple way that I try to navigate these complexities. And that is by realizing that we're all just walking our way. We're walking our way back to where we came from, right? Where this portal that we came into the world from. Um, I look at what she's doing and, and it's almost like, you know what, what a medicine man did in a tribe hiding in a cave or, or, or gathering in a cave for a, a, a sacred event. Um, the medicine man calling the different elements of the world and nature into the circle and within humans that are, that are interacting and, and our creative muse that's flowing through. And then also like the grandmother elder, what she did for the wisdom and the dissembling of all of these excuses that we make or these fears that we have or the resistance that we have. If you combine what a medicine man does with what the wisdom of elders do around the fire, in the caves, not praying for rain, but praying rain, right? Removing the space between us and the rain and realizing that we are part of that element ourselves. We are nature. I think this is what Daje is doing in the modern world, but she is slipping in and out of the digital interface and she's helping people find their creative roots and then turning those roots into beanstalks to the stars. So she is a multi-creative, probably beyond what I even consider myself. And she's really interested in human connection in the light of, of creative courage. She's a strategist, which she gets really passionate about if you listen to her show. Uh, she's an author. She's an artist. She's a story doula for creative entrepreneurs. And she says in her bios that her work is to make space for creatives to breathe in their process. So if any of that made any sense to you, I urge you to hang on and listen to this beautiful unfolding of an interview where we we really go back and forth on all of these different subjects. And I get into some rants about Mayan astrology and, and the intersection of the Mayan calendar with with uh, I Ching and, and genetic code and, and, and really starseed or galactic code and how they intersect. And it might sound completely fucking crazy, but remember the craziest thing in the world to me is to feel like I'm normal. And I really enjoy exploring the absolute insane, (laughs) insane label that others would put on things. This conversation is incredible. And if nothing else, start following in and listening to what Daje has to say, because she is one of these voices that I can see being a staple for humanity in the future. She's young. She's just getting started. And I'm really, really excited to have met her this early on and to start developing this, this relationship with her spiritually, physically, um, and in community through the digital space and through the physical world. And I'm really, really happy to, to introduce you to her. And I hope that you will listen to what she has to say because it's, it's really, really, really deep, good stuff. So all of the show notes and stuff, again, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. This is brought to you by the Sweet Ass Affirmations deck, motivation for your creative maniac mind, which is available on Amazon and ragecreate.com. And yeah, that's it. Here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that stinkity, stinkity, rinkity, dinkity, kinky beat. Yeah. Yeah.
just a quick note. My mic in this interview was not picking up, so my internal built-in mic, it sounds like picked up. It doesn't sound terrible or anything, but I'm just letting you know. That's why it doesn't sound up to specific quality. But here we go. Of course, Dajay sounds amazing. That could just be the magic in her voice, though. I really wanted to start by opening up the conversation around what it means to have like a synchronistic community with people who are sort of in whatever their design might be or their role, if you want to look at those yeah. different aspects of how we function. And it started connecting the dots in my head to even the other stuff we were talking about, like mm -hmm. uh, Mayan astrology or the role or the architecture of the human in itself. And then how that fits as a piece in the puzzle of something that's much bigger and more cosmic. Mm. And I thought of this story of when, so I was living in Portland, like the last five years, but a few years ago, this actually maybe is more like 15 months ago or so I'd gone through a really rough transition with a breakup that was unexpected a long-term relationship. And then I ended up like flowing the best I could through life and ended up in certain medicine ceremonies and different parts of the world that were all really fascinating. And there was some synchronistic stuff that was going on. Then I went and I was still trying to figure out why I felt so torn apart, like by horses essentially in these different directions of who I was and what I was trying to become. And I was like you, really interested in creating space in, in a community or what is it like to even just hang out with two really close friends outside looking at the stars and yeah. knowing how that feeling is so vibrant compared to what you do when you're working on a website. You know, it's like a completely different world. And I'm feeling myself more and more pulled into this physical world of being and doing things that are hands-on. And I went and saw my amazing healer, her name's Danielle. And she spent years in the Middle East and in Nepal and studying acupuncture. Her story was also quite fascinating. And she would do acupuncture with me, but she was connected on a much deeper level. And mm. she would also like play sound bowls or use tuning forks and all that good stuff. And she told me one day, she was like, you know, you only have one eye open. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? And mm. I'm like, what? She was like, you you're only seeing with one eye. And I'm like, oh, does that mean I need to open my third eye? Or like, what is, how do I get to that? She's like, no, you're just, if you learn to start like looking through your other eye, then you're going to see a lot of interesting, like universal synchronistic patterns that are going to guide you even more so than they do now. And it wasn't two days. It was right after that. It kind of blends in my head as whether or not it was the same day or not. Actually, I think it was. So I was looking at a new apartment and I noticed that the apartment number was 66 and I was 33 and the license plate I got that year was a triple six on it. And my dog Sachi was three and she was born on March 3rd, which is two threes. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, it was, and I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And then as I was walking out of the front of the apartment, I was like, that feels like it must be the right place for the first time in my life, I saw what was like a, a light object or like what would be considered an orb. Mm -hmm. And it, I was just 
sitting in the park. I'm not about to pull out and I see this bright green ball. I mean, it, it was like a color of green. I can't really explain. And it was like hovering in, it wasn't that high off the ground. I mean, I want to say, cause, Oh, one more piece. The, the pub across the street was called pub 33 and it was above <laughs> of course that. It was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? Am I dreaming? This is all really weird. And I see this thing and it's, it's like hovering. And I just was dumbfoundedly stopped to where I couldn't really even talk. And I was just like looking at it, but there were other people on the street and no one seemed to notice this thing, but it was so bright and it was just hovering. And then it just like exploded off into a direction uh, and just disappeared. Mm. And I was like, what is that? Is my eye like coming open? Like, what was that? Or am I absolutely insane? And over the course of some of the memories I had from just two months previous to that. And then moving forward, I started having all these weird universal synchronistic patterns that happened to where I would pick stuff up in my head and then it would appear physically. Yeah. And some of those stories are around, like I found a Hanson book under a rose bush after seeing it on the internet the mm. night before and sending it to one of my friends, which was, it was a book I'd never seen before. And a lot of weird synchronicities. I'm not going to go too deep in with that, but like, it was a very specific sign. Like, this is a book and now it's under this bush. And for the first time in your life, you noticed it yesterday on the internet. And now your dog just pulled you down the block to find this, this, this book under a bush. Right. And then another time I was going to go mushroom foraging. And I thought I should really get my own mushroom foraging knife. And then I had this thought that was like, no, you'll get one when it's time on your own. And I go out in the woods and like, I get lost a little bit with, with Sachi, my dog. And I find this tree, this beautiful old tree that's down in the middle of the woods. And there was a cubby, like a big natural cubby hole in the back of it. And there was a foraging knife in there, like a Swiss <laughs> foraging knife. And it was just like given to me. And, and those types of experiences, you can't really, yeah. you can't really justify or explain, but rolling into that a little bit more was, I, I had worked with taught Eric in the Mayan Oracle kind of stuff. And he teaches something called, have you ever heard of the, it's called the people made of honey. It's sort of the idea that we're moving out of this 5,000 year cycle mm. of the people made of honey and this Mayan folklore, like Mayan teachings. And we're becoming, I'm sorry, we're moving out of the people made of corn and we're becoming the people made of honey and the people made of corn, mm. it represents four colors, right? You have white, black, yellow, and red on mm -hmm. corn. And it represents this long 5,000 year period of separation mm. and conflict. Mm. And we're moving into this melting pot where we all become one again. And there's like some really crucial things that are happening in the world right now. If we can open our eyes and we can yeah. see the synchronicities and work together. Well, I was kind of explaining a little bit of that to my friend, Holly, when we were playing mm -hmm. in this waterfall over the summer. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her about Todd Eric and the people made of honey. And then as we're leaving, I see this really bright purple label, like under the water, stuck under a log. And I thought it was trash. So I walked over there to pick it up, to take it out with us. And it was a full jar of organic blackberry honey. And Holly's just like, no, because we've had synchronistic things happen between us before. But That's it's just, how do you, you tell those stories and most of the time people are not going to believe them. But when you experience mm -hmm. them yourselves and you know that they happen, it's like, something is happening with synchronicity and all of it is pointing me towards community and like mm -hmm. what I can look at from human design. You, I think you're really into it. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of, that kind of feels like manifesting. Like, I don't know, am I manifesting? I'm a yeah. manifesting generator, but mm-hmm. how does these, these things that I feel like I have a, something with my role is, is tied to, how do I use that for the good of like a group of people doing something good for a bigger picture, you know, like in earth. So. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this topic so much. It reminds me of there's this, there's this guy on the internet that I follow that I found through following Miriam Hasna. He's an energy healer. His name is Lee Harris, Lee Harris energy on the internet. And he released an energy update for this month, all about manifestation 8.0. And I was like, 8.0, wait, (laughs) wait a minute, hold on, (laughs) wait a minute, wait, I thought we were on like 1.5, but apparently, (laughs) apparently we're in 8.0 or so his guides say. And it really is all about how we as a collective are learning how to tap into like our what I call our dharmic creative process. So it's like our purpose and God nature expressed. And we're learning how to tap into like our God nature to make things happen. So that part of us where like in so many different religious traditions, it's like we are made in the image of God. Well, it's like, it means more than, you know, we just have breath in our bodies, right? It means more than we're made to do like religious things. I don't know that that's necessarily what it's about. And I don't know that I want to go down that path in conversation, but I do think that we each have this, like almost like this, like ability inside of us, like a chord that we can strike that like just comes into alignment with all that is like through the work that we do through tapping into the breath, through putting good foods in our bodies, through being connected to each other, like literally just being connected to everything that is, we can tap into this like co-creative power that almost feels like a design process. I think of it, like I think of manifestation as a design process And we can like organize our intentions toward making things come alive in the world, which is, I think the sun, the the Sanskrit word, sankalpa, my ideas have my, what my intentions have infinite organizing power. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I just love this topic and yeah, I think it's manifestation. I think manifestation is a complex topic, but at its simplest, like you're making the unseen seen, you're making, you know, what is unknown known, like you're bringing forth things into the 3D realm. And that's cool. It's so wild. It's so wild. <laughs> I love it. The, what, when you talk about, you're sort of essentially, we have a theme for each of our moments within each day based on alignments of astrology or your design in particular and what we should be doing on these days to work as a whole within the world and what blows my mind is I I don't get usually I I work in ways where I I see something that interests me and I get into it a little bit and then I go and I find something else and I get into it a little bit I mean I'm Gemini and like Mm. scatterbrained a little bit you're a Gemini too yeah oh that's so funny yeah nice (laughs) respect Yes. Yeah. So uh, what has really grasped me and pulled me in with the Mayan astrology pursuit is you're, you're looking at the Tolkien calendar and this calendar does 
rep, it gives you a layout of exactly what theme every day is in this greater picture and what we should be doing in these days. Mm. And today I was going on a rabbit hole with it. And I, it's such a big subject that I don't, I don't go like, I can't speak it too much just right off the top of my head because I don't know enough yet, but I took some notes that I wanted to share with you because I think it'll fascinate you. And so, you know, the I Ching, right? And we're talking about like DNA and, and human design and things like that. When you look at Mayan astrology and the Tolkien, you're looking at, if you ever, have you ever seen the calendar, how it's laid out? It's like a 260 unit module, essentially. Wow. And each different unit has a, a symbol on it. Mm. And so the, the vertical threads represent 13 numbers, essentially, that repeat 20 times. And the 13 numbers are, they're like dimensions or it's, it's so hard to put it into words because the way that this works is all in a frequency or a vibration of an energy. Mm-hmm. And so when we think of numbers, we think of counting, but that's not actually what numbers are in this tradition. Numbers are just, it's like a beat, like it's like a radio mm. pulse or a frequency. But so the I Ching, what the I Ching is to genetic code is what the Tolkien calendar is to galactic code. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of so like, here's this, go, go ahead. Kind of like how the I Ching, like in human design, is that what you're talking about? Like genetic? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. And like the DNA helix, it's connected to yeah. the I Ching in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So genetic code governs information concerning the operation of all levels of life. And Mm. so that's inclusive to all plant and animal life. But where the galactic code comes in is it governs information concerning the operation of the light cycle. Mm. And so this, this is like resonance of the frequency ranges of say radiant energy, Mm. electricity, heat, light, radio waves, these types of things. And so how do they work together? They're, they're complementary to each other in a way, but genetic code is half the picture. I think galactic code or light and radiant energy is half the picture. And let me, let me just skip. <laughs> I have this really, I summarized it somewhere here and I like, I don't want to like put too many words in the mouth and make people think that I'm absolutely insane, but <laughs> This is level, this is manifestation 10.0. We, we went further than we thought. Yeah. So, so the Zulkin or the mind harmonic module or the galactic code governing radiant energy is the primary source that informs and vitalizes the code of life or the DNA mm-hmm. by its symbolic counterpart, which is the I Ching. So the, the Tolkien is to the I Ching what light is to life, essentially. So if you start going down these rabbit holes of these ancient traditions, you see, mm. and I, when I get around like Tot Eric or what his wife is amazing, non Hetty, mm-hmm. what they teach is you show up in every single day. It does have a very specific theme to your role. So we are, mm-hmm. we're entering the fire circle based on our design And then we're doing something specific on that day, whether it be a day of beautifying your landscapes around you or a day of planting seeds or Mm -hmm. a day of worshiping your ancestors. Mm -hmm. 
all of it's connected in this big grid of 260 basically modules that that make up the entire idea of what it is to be like realistic like what the real world looks like to us in a physical form so when you talk about working or living in community based on your design and your roles like it mm -hmm. blows my mind that this technical stuff that I can't hardly even scratch the surface of understanding is actually saying the exact same thing. Like, yes, it's, it's <laughs> just a code, right? It's a code of how you should be living to optimize what it means to be alive and to be a human and just to be real, mm -hmm. I think. So, yeah, I love all the things that you just said. Um, and I'm really amazed by how these systems just give us clues. I think it's wild that we wouldn't think that nature would give us clues to who we are like we get to be here figuring out what the human experience is about playing this great drama of earth and we would think that we're the only like thing in the universe like exploring life and existence and I don't know I just think that there's just it's all so nuanced and so beautiful um, and when, when you tell me about more systems there, I'm just like, of course there are, because like we live in a fractalized nature. We are fractals of one, of one another. We are fractals of history. We are fractals of light. We are like the great Fibonacci spiral of existence. We're a part of that. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. And when we can like become aware of that, it, in my mind, it does this little thing that I call quantizing, which in like audio production, like basically it's like, you know, locking, syncing in all the rhythms on the beat, like getting everything synced in on the beat. It just like sinks you in, quantizes you and allows you to actually like feel and hear and experience the rhythm of, of life and, and nature and be other people. I, I don't know. I'm just really fascinated by because all energy of it. moves in rhythm, right? It, it really yeah. is it's like one big radiant beat of energy. And mm -hmm. what we're saying essentially is information or ideas that come into your head mm -hmm. are coming through light. Like energy is what places those there and they transmute into form into life through the body and, and through the living. It's this like all these inorganic and organic phenomena have this ability to receive information from the universe in some way. It's just the only thing I know is that I know nothing and I can, I can really get fascinated by this because I can feel, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I think mentally, like I could say any of this stuff and it could be completely off the wall or insane, but mm -hmm. I know when I go into nature and I'm sitting by the fire, like that feels so much better than sitting yeah. in a, a concrete building, right? Mm -hmm. And looking around and having my hands and my toes get really dirty and like eating or, or taking a sip of water and like really thinking about the process and the energy it took to bring that to a cup that was going into my mouth and nourishing my body. When you become in sync with those things and you're being more aware of them, I think the more you can do that, the more you're going to understand that what is life really about is like, we were saying yesterday is it's just sitting around a fire looking at each other in the eyes and saying hey i love you mm -hmm. i fucking love you and Literally there's nowhere else i'd rather be than <laughs> sitting here like looking at the stars yes. with you and like holding you and and we're gonna be okay like we're all yes. just walking each other home as ron yes. would say 
Agreed. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about that. And it's like, that's what, that's what an ecosystem is to me. Like we've been, we have in our ecosystem or the ecosystem I'm part of, uh, we have so many different kinds of human beings. And like kind of the reason why we're together is like, we don't want to be alone as entrepreneurs in the world. So we like hire each other and help each other out on projects. It just sort of happened this way. Some of us live in the same neighborhood and some of us live across the world, but like finding this synchronicity, finding like getting, putting the rhythm on the beat, so to speak, has been so powerful to realize the great potential of our design just even thinking like I'm like I opened up my human design chart because I was like I have to like just look at it again because I'm in awe of I have this I have the gate gate five which is the gate of fixed patterns in both my so in both in my north node both sides of my personality and design and if you don't know what I'm talking about it's human design get hip <laughs> um, <laughs> it's cool I'm obsessed obsessive about it I like it so much because it just reminds me of this is what I'm here for. Like it feels this, so real. Yeah, if you, it's so real. So I have the sixth line in my north node in my design. I have the first line in my north node in my personality. And it's so fun whenever I get synced up to someone who has the 15th gate that comes from the G center. So so we're gonna really we're gonna get really nerdy for a second <laughs> on human design. So if you, if you uh, are not familiar with this, like pause, go look up your chart, do that. If you're like, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I'm interested in the rest of this conversation. Go ahead and just like use that little buddy at the bottom and just scrub on along. I don't know how What's long. What's your favorite <laughs> human design uh, free resource where they can get their, their yes. just basic chart? I can't remember the one that I was using because usually my friends do it for me and then I forget I- I think the easiest to understand and track along with is mybodygraph.com. But once you feel good about that, then I would recommend Genetic Matrix, which gives you like your environment and your like diet and all of the different parts yeah. and intricacies and really breaks it down for you. And you're also able to use Genetic Matrix. It looks like it was made in the 90s, but I'm pretty sure it was like built recently. You can hook up your chart with another person's chart to see where your channels connect, which is- I know nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's just so much fun to see this channel activated from my sacral center and into someone else's G center. Like almost everybody I work with right now in our ecosystem, we have this channel of rhythm connected. And it's like, yeah, we're literally supposed to be here to sink in and like lacking on the beat and be with the cycles of nature. That's why we freaking love being outside all the time and going hiking together, sitting around the fire. But also that's why we love doing business together and designing a new world together because we see that vision for ourselves as a part of the great unfolding. Yeah, you're really, you're, you're pulling me in to bring the van back towards Knoxville for a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where come. I grew up obviously, but I haven't spent that much time there, but it sounds like there's a community that Oh my gosh. Really yes. cool, creative place. Oh my gosh. Yes. We're talking about all kinds of things and exploring all kinds of topics right now. Just like totally like that part of the conversation is just like open conversation for us. We just have so much fun talking about heterarchy, talking about like Michael. Well, he's like, he's like my companion 
and we he's been dreaming a lot about sovereign building sovereign towns this idea of like building sovereign towns and like all of us are like entrepreneurs so we're like hell yeah like let me put my business inside of that town right like yeah. <laughs> let's do it but just like starting slow like starting like right in the middle of the fibonacci sequence like really tiny like what does it look like to live in the house together for a month okay so what does it look like for us to like get houses in the same neighborhood for a year then what does it look like to like get a patch of land and like all build on that land and then what does it look like to add to that dream and like really kind of looking at it almost like a permaculture project where we talked about this yesterday, I think, where like permaculture takes about seven years to settle in. And so it is like kind of this cycle of seven years, like letting all of like the coyotes come and let the slugs do the thing, like really kind of go through the tension together as a community. Because I do not want to like paint this picture that it's all like sunshine and daisies and roses. Like we all have things going on in our worlds that it's what's powerful is that we're able to just be there for each other because we see the beauty of being in a community. Like, yeah, I the feel, support aspect. Yeah, I just being have never and, and not yes. feeling like you're going to get judged for it. And oh my god, yeah, growth. it's so relieving. It's so relieving. Like you can uh, fuck up together and like <laughs> fix it together. Like you, yeah. like it's just like we've experienced all that in such a short time. Quantizing literally like getting into that quantum field and just like being like, this is the shit that we're going to do and it's going to get done. And it's like, oh, wow, it got done like seven years faster than we thought. Cool. (laughs) How are we going to work with this energy? But yeah, it's mm, permanent. How do you bring people down to the, well, I think, let me rephrase that. It all comes, (laughs) it all comes down to helping each other pull the layers back that have been stacked on us since we were children from all these different Mm. aspects, right? Like politics or religions or education or parental traditions. It's like you come together and and you, you help each other pull those layers back or essentially unlearn everything to become that raw, pure version of yourself. Because when you can become that pure version that you were when you were conceived and then brought into the world through the portal or whatever, what were you doing? You, You were being creative. And it's all these layers that get stacked on top of us. Mm-hmm. They teach us to stop being creative. They teach us to be scared. They mm-hmm. tell us to be conformity, like to get into something that is working for someone else's energy, essentially. I mean, we all have to have money hustles and we have to survive, which is great. But if you get to a point in your life where everything that you do is revolving around trying to survive by getting yeah. your energy to something else and you're not mm-hmm. allowed to be creative, there has to be another outlet there somewhere. And mm-hmm. so whether that's just, painting a little bit five minutes a day or, or drawing or writing in a journal um, mm. playing some bowls or instruments like it's so important to do that but these types of con- constructs inside of the community the idea is to allow each other to be the purest form of ourselves so that we can be yes. the most creative in whatever form of creativity that feels the best for us Yes. And then all those come together and it creates this mass creation yes. that can do really big things and becomes in sync with the world. Mm-hmm. And then therefore it's, it's really where bliss and, and serenity and pure happiness start to become not only possible, but 
absolute, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just a dream. You remove the space between you and what those dreams are. You, yes. and that's what manifestation is essentially. Yes. The dreaming and the doing. That's what yeah. I think of it as. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a much more simple way. <laughs> the dreaming and the doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's strategy. I'm a strategist. Yeah. So just in case anybody on your side of the podcast doesn't know that about me. That's what I yeah, do. So there's something, I don't know what, <laughs> how did you, how did this idea within your community, how did, how did this evolve into the podcast that you're doing with Brave School and, and mm -hmm. what, what you're doing? I know that you work with branding and I know you're in strategy and I've actually just, I mean, I see the stuff that you do and I really feel pulled into it. It's like, this mm. is good. This is pure. Mm. And, but what was it like for you? What were you doing a year ago? What were you doing two years ago? Like, how did you oh get to God. this point where it started to, to be like the, the lotus flower blooming? Because it seems like you are in this kind of creative explosion. And I know that's not where it starts usually. Yeah, no, a year ago, I guess a year ago, we were about to be in pandemic mood. A year ago, I was in Texas right after a one month tour because I'm also a songwriter. And I decided to linger That's right. for a little while. And the months prior to that, I had experienced a lot of like failure in figuring out who am I as a business owner? Who am I as an entrepreneur? Who am I as a person in this world who wants to do really good work, but doesn't really quite know the way into like how to express my soul's essence and get paid? <laughs> pay my bills at the same time both parts extremely important right <laughs> oh my god yeah and I'd been trying to do a lot of things alone and I was coming from this place of really pure passion and also just like this shutdown shy energy of like feeling a lot of rejection for my wild ideas I guess like my are you introverted I'm very introverted yes yeah, yeah. And I'm also a projector for those who are out on the <laughs> human the dump, design. Yeah. And so, so going into business is like kind of a unique challenge for me after quite a few years being in marketing and as a designer and doing like marketing direction and stuff like that. I learned a lot of really hard lessons. I failed a lot. I lost everything like three, four <laughs> times in a year. <laughs> And that like really kind of gave me this skin of like, I fought for my softness and I found like, kind of like my diamond shell, if you will, kind of thing. That's not yeah. a reference to Twilight at all, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm so tired of like, bullshitting myself I'm so tired of trying to be all things to all people I'm so tired of trying to like fit into whatever like paradigm or cultural norm that people are like saying is like this is the only reason or the only way we'll follow you is if you like take these fucked up and vibey photos inside of the dive bar like as a musician for example and you look like you don't care it's like I'm so done with like I've never been that and I've never been good at that. And I, I just 
care a whole lot about people and culture and design and care about design. And when I say design, it's not just about the aesthetics or the packaging. I care about access. I care about creating a culture that feels accessible, like that, that joy and goodness and delight and pleasure feel accessible to people. That's what I want to design in culture. That's what I want to manifest. And so I was like, well, I have to manifest that for myself first. I have to figure out how to let myself access delight and pleasure and joy and goodness as much as I can possibly handle. And it came with dealing with my shadow first and over and over and over again. It came with like facing the music and saying, well, I have to make space for pleasure. Like I have to make space for joy. And the huge part of making space was like excusing the opinions of others and forgiving and quantizing, getting myself on the beat of pleasure, getting myself on the beat of joy, on the beat of goodness, on the beat of light um, and love. <laughs> but also, Have you struggled like, with receiving like, do you struggle with allowing yourself to receive or did you before is that a progress of like learning oh my gosh it's an unfolding you seem like such a giver and yeah it's unfolding for sure I think it's because like I just don't really know what to ask for all the time and I'm getting better about asking for what I need because a lot of sometimes like a lot of what working with my design looks like is that people just don't assume that I need anything like like and that's like okay I'm not I don't feel bitter about it but just people kind of assume that like I'm here and I'm here to lead and I don't have any needs and I got it all together and I'm polished and I'm like no I haven't eaten anything but ramen in six (laughs) days (laughs) like I do have needs hello I need a hug. Like, so I've had to learn yeah. how to be like, I need a hug. I need to just like sit on the couch with my friends and not talk about work for a day, that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I had to figure out how to ask for what I needed and I'm still learning that, but. Well, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful transition in that darkness. I mean, I, I play a lot in shadow for sure. And you know, Gemini, you're kind of a double, you're mm-hmm. back and forth. And then my actual Mayan astrology is, is it's a creative architect, but it's the most, it's the sign that's, that plays the most in the underworld type, but it's not necessarily a dark, bad thing. It's something where it, it allows balance in, in life per se, but mm. the, the weird, the thing that I've been noticing lately is I can't there's nothing I love more than like just the, the, what we talked about earlier, the physical movement into this, this touchable, tangible world, because I've spent most of my life doing things that were created via an electronic device. But when I'm working on my van, like the sprinter van, and I'm in there like working with wood and like not connected, I feel this entirely new level of happiness that I felt like I haven't felt in a long time. It's like the same one you get when you're riding your bike around you know the trails or as a kid or going out and snowboarding or spending any time outdoors it's like how do you navigate the in-between because we we need mm. to be able to connect and do stuff in this realm like in this world and, and there's a lot of beauty and benefit to technology and 
how we can come together, even like we're talking right now. So I don't ever like to be like cursing either one of them, but Same. how do you navigate that? Like how, oh my gosh, how have yeah. you been able to do this with, cause your, your podcast, I mean, you it's, there is some, there are answers there, right. For people. And when you're putting that out, you might not think this, mm. you're, you're channeling in a way and you're talking and having these really deep conversations, but there are answers there as to this, this there's a solution and it seems like you do it really well. Thank and I'm, you. I'm just curious. I'm like, I watch it and I'm like, I could do, I could get into that a little bit better. You know? Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, this actually started for me a long time ago. It was like me as a young poet, <laughs> married way too early. I got married at 19 and oh wow. yeah, I was super hyper Christian and super evangelical and have had like a little bit of a journey since then. So we're not there anymore. But during that time, I became really kind of obsessed with what does it mean to hold both grief and joy at the same time? I got mm. really obsessed with that topic. It was like, well, joy can't be like the only thing that there is. And grief can't be bypassed. So how do I hold them both at the same time? And because I was like super hyper Christian and I really loved God and I wanted to spend all of my time in the presence of God or what I now identify as like just love, just universe, just yeah, presence love, of spirit and human beings. And I wanted to spend time in that space all the time. And it caused me to confront my shadow not as like this sin nature, but this part of me that was like mystical and deeply creative and like almost like a sultry kind of like, just, it just beckoned me to go into the deep and like be with myself and learning how to hold myself in the deepest, darkest days through my divorce, crying on the floor, just like going through like, all of those phases of losing everything and loving people who didn't know how to love back. And I just found this place I called the tension. And when I say the tension, a lot of people think I mean like conflict, but I really do mean like it's this liminal space because all of this life is held together in tension even our cells and our bodies are held together in tension our teeth are held together in tension the atoms are the tension in between our breaths and just everything is held together in tension and I just really believe that profound beauty is there waiting to be found by us waiting to be recognized by us and it's like inexplicable it can't really be communicated in words it's just like a knowing of our interconnectedness and that's how I've learned how to be with it, I think. It's just like not shame it for being there, but actually see it as this like expansive place. Deepak Chopra calls it the field of infinite potential. Some people call it the magic dark. There's so many different names for the tension, but it really is to me this place that creativity is fostered and we as human beings like being a creative process being this these little Fibonacci 
spirals walking around with legs and like bodies like we are emerging from that tension as creative projects almost (laughs) but like we're our own projects right no one else we're not each other's projects we're like our own like little pandora boxes that we get to open and figure out what's inside of here oh (laughs) that's what's inside of there okay (laughs) but can't close it so guess i gotta figure it out and we just spend the rest of our lives just trying to figure it out and make peace with how we emerge from this eternal place yeah it's pain yeah it's transforming pain into creativity and when i one of the biggest lessons I learned from ayahuasca was she, she was teaching me how to love myself, but there was this moment where I didn't know. I mean, I was terrified really what was going, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I felt like the relationship and universe sort of got me to the right place with the right people in the right setting, which I think is extremely important. If anyone ever Mm -hmm. moves in the direction of doing any type of plant medicine Mm-hmm. Do not force it ever and make mm-hmm. sure you're hundred percent sure you're around the right people. But I, she essentially shoved a root into my stomach and sort of pumped me up with like a serotonin. And it was like the greatest feeling I've ever felt in my life. She's like, this is what it feels like to be loved. And this love comes from everywhere. It's infinite. You mm. just are not allowing yourself to receive it mm. like you could be. And here, let me show you everything and how much love there is. And then she put almost, it was pretty much every interaction I had from like an intimate level with any partner since the time I was like a child to now, you know, and they were all on their own route. And every one of them, it was just a teaching of like, look, this is a reflection of yourself in this particular stage of life to help you move through and figure out what you need to know to go on to the next step. And every one of these are the same and they're all you and you are them. And we're all here together to show and to teach each other to move forward. And um, not only are they projections of you, but you are a projection to them as well in their journey. And just like pump me. I remember like just being like, ah, like there's so much love coming through. And it was the first time I realized that I was the person that was blocking myself from being able to feel like I was loved. Like, it wasn't that I I thought I was in relationships where I wasn't being loved or like, why won't you love me enough? Mm. It was really that I wasn't understanding how to receive the different ways that forms in the universe put out love because it's like infinite Mm. different ways. And in those like silent, harsh, raw moments that we feel pain, what else is there than just like, Oh, this is the same as love. Like Mm. this is me learning something and it's unfolding. And and now how can I use this interestingly seesaw type energy, like a roller coaster of energy from low to high to birth it into some sort of creation that can become something really great. Just like you were saying, like, I feel like 2020 was a year for the entire world to go into this dark place that, who knows in 2022, like what kind of creations are going to come out of this? Like what kind of beautiful transformations are people going through mm. um, and learning? Cause I sure as hell learned a lot about myself and yeah. the silence and the solitude. And Same. I learned a lot about love and pain. Yeah. And are we all like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think we are constantly. I agree. I have a question. 
Yeah. I feel like we, it's so easy for us to just like talk and talk about creative process and talk about yeah. like all the spiritual stuff and all the things, but I'm really curious about what you're birthing. Like what's like, and I'm not like for all the podcast listeners, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not when I say birthing something I'm not talking about like the cute kind where you're like Oop, I had a brilliant <laughs> idea and it's all gonna go great I'm talking about like what are you like laboring what are you what's coming out of you right now yeah I am I'm in this weird transformation where I am starting to learn the value of of not holding so tight onto things that I've created in the past because especially in like internet marketing or making things like I've made journaling systems and affirmation decks and stuff. It's really easy to several years later, continue to be using most of your energy to talk about this thing that you made before. And I was talking to one of my really great, brilliant friends the other day, and he's just an awesome, humble dude. And he was like, man, he's like, everything is, is just, it's about the future now. Like, what you come up with and birth into the world, like what you're talking to people about, it should always be about the future of where you're moving because the things that you've made in the past, like it doesn't even, it's just holding you back from that. So the question makes me think about like, what am I birthing? I guess I'm trying to birth a new way to resent myself to myself so that I can, I can bring the things into life that I truly want to love and be, surrounded with but I know that that process comes with letting go and surrendering to everything because life really is just a constant uh, cycle of of letting goes until the greatest let go of all right it's like what are we what are we truly excited about it and what do we really care for and Mm. a lot of my journey with that has been I I see that I have a an ability to help people bridge this gap between taboo dark dry humor wit with woo woo you know visualization fairy tale world because i think they're both very real in their own aspect and we don't have a lot of of median in between that helps people go from a really i don't believe in anything woo woo to oh i can kind of understand this principle on a level that that makes sense now maybe I'll dip my toe a little bit farther into this universal stuff and see if it actually works because mm. uh, I spent so many years in the concrete construction industry like I, I worked in a factory for $13 an hour making concrete receptacles that carry human feces underground and I thought that was going to be my career like little did I ever think that I'd be sitting here today being able to make creative projects all of the time traveling the world you know mm-hmm. working remotely from I've worked from like over 20 countries in the past four or five years and working with schools in Africa and stuff like that. And it just a couple of weeks ago, I was sort of doing like my renewal process. And it was like, what, what do I want? Like, what am I here to do? And I haven't gotten insanely clear on it yet, but I know it's definitely to create things and to be the person I can be to help people laugh loudly and, and also think deeply at the same time on this funky journey through space and whether that comes in the form of me doing, you know, affirmation or, or oracle decks or continuing to write, because I think the foundation for me really always does start with writing because I have several different channels that come through and they're very different, very different. Some of them like, you know, very graphic, dark stuff and then other stuff that's like really light, 
fluffy, mm. like, how do I take that information and turn it into something that can help other people peel back the layers and mm-hmm. find out how to be creative again? Because mm. unless we can all start doing that, I don't know what direction we're going, right? I don't, I certainly don't want to look at the world from the skies 200 years from now and be like, wow, everybody is just mindless sitting in a box watching television. You know, like I would like to look at it and see people painting all over the place or, or, you know, like ripping your clothes off and running completely naked through the woods and climbing up the apple tree and swinging down from it in the middle of a rainstorm into a puddle of mud and, and smearing the mud all over your body and, you know, yelling cowabunga. And, you know, what, what can you do to rechild yourself and, and feel like a sat, like a, just a complete wildling again. And, mm. and, have respect for yourself and and learn to love yourself and learn to love the people that are around you and the earth. And, and how can you, how can you take that love internally and project it externally to help others find it internally? And then how does that come together as a community? And it seems like a really big thing, but right now I'm just trying to figure out how can I, how can I do it for myself? Right. How can I Mm. step into this? And then by leading, I, I don't think, I don't think a true leader is it's become an illusion in a way like true leadership isn't running around the world, trying to get other people to believe in you. True leadership is helping other people learn how to believe in themselves without wanting any sort of recognition for without Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, look at me. I helped you do this. It's like, how do I legitimately wake up and love everyone and tell the truth? Because mm-hmm. we all deal with this, like we all manipulate things a little bit to our advantage. We all like I, I do stuff every day where I'm like, why the fuck did I just think that? Because it's not true. Why did I say it that way to try to make them mm-hmm. think a different way about this when I know it's actually this way? Yeah. Like it's it's a bit of a lie. It's a bit of a an illusion. It's like, how can I be better at just being the most vulnerable, raw version of myself? And then how can I turn that into creations that that can help other people do the same thing. And it's just a never ending process, but I'm, I'm making progress. So mm. it's probably a long winded answer, but <laughs> that was the passion. <laughs> You're birthing the essence of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I loved all of that. I think it's just so compelling to just like, think about these topics, I think, and to talk about them and to hear what you're experiencing in your own spiral of sequencing and events and being here on this planet in these flesh suits. So <laughs> thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just mm-hmm. like, I look at plants like mm-hmm. house plants or plants in the wild. And I'm just like, there's something so miraculous about mm-hmm. this living, this living piece of beauty right here and, mm-hmm. and you can walk down the street and look at pretty much everything you can look at a building you can look at a rock you can look at a puppy passing you and you can see god in all of it oh my gosh and yeah. it, it, we forget it we like to look at some things that we like and say okay there's god in that and we look at other things that are really scary or we don't like and say there's no oh, that's not god that's the devil or whatever it, it's the same thing yeah you know it's all the Literally. same thing it's the same. and once you understand duality it's you can kind of bring these little meditative practices into your life where it's like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like mm-hmm. if I'm on, if I'm in a good routine and I don't feel chaotic, which I felt pretty chaotic the past couple of days, but if I'm walking and, and like 
I get to a really good place, I notice myself looking at everything and just being like, thank you. I love you. Thank you. And like really paying attention to what you're looking at, not just like seeing it as you're thinking about stuff in your head, but seeing those flower petals and looking at them and seeing the way that that building building comes together and noticing your feet as they slap on the ground when you walk and like, Mm -hmm. what does your body feel like? And what is it trying to tell you? And what are the, what does that energy feel like when you walk past a certain person on on the street? where did they come from mm-hmm. and who were their parents and what did they do to make, you know, life. And we're all, there's a really crazy study out there. Dr. I think his name was Ali Bazir. Maybe he was a Harvard guy. He did the probability mm-hmm. of life, essentially this big equation. And you could probably Google it and find it, but it was like the probability of you being alive is like, it's something crazy. It's like a trillion people getting together and rolling a, thousand sided die and all of you landing on the same die like the same number and it's like with the problem some people would say the probability of being here is a one because you are here but that's not the point of this it's mm. it's that you, you're you're a fucking miracle right like we're we're miracles and we forget it really easily because we have all these distractions i think the stuff that you do and the stuff that i try to do and anyone who really is sort of honing into creativity is just how do we help remind each other of how magical we really are as opposed mm-hmm. to help knock each other off of our, our focus? Cause we have billboards and we have text messages and emails and your people calling you constantly and it disrupts you from focusing on working towards removing the space between you and your visions and your dreams. Yeah. How do we become support to each other to, to remind each other to move towards your visions and your dreams and then, let each other know that we love you and that we support you. And Mm. it's just a constant, it's constant work, you know? Yeah. It's going into the tension together, going into that like liminal space together and being willing to sit with all that is present. I love that. How can you go back into uh, how the brave, how, how that came about out of your transformation? Cause I don't think we (laughs) ever got to, to that specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Because I'm curious. I haven't honestly talked to you about that ever. Yeah, like there's just like, yeah, I went through that whole year of just trying to figure out like how to be who I was and letting go. And I had a like this story could get really long, so I'm gonna keep it kind of (laughs) short. Like I keep Um, doing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, yeah, so there's an earlier point in the story where, like, right before I dropped out of college, where I was super Christian and I just had this like impression in my body of like, this place, this school is not for me. And I just kept feeling that over and over and over again while I was at school. And, and I was, it got louder and louder and louder for me. It's like, this is not for me. This is not for me. This ain't for me. This is definitely not for me. <laughs> And so I somehow ended up in the prayer house that I worked at because again, super hyper Christian person. That's who I was. And I prayed all the time and I was like, okay, God or whoever I surrender. I'm not supposed to be here at school. I'm going to drop out of school tomorrow. Like true story. And so I went downstairs into the prayer room and I sat down. And as soon as I sat down, I channeled this entire like, situation that I thought was going to be a school of worship because I was a worship leader at the time yeah I turned into a songwriter 
thing person it was a beautiful journey but like I chant and I still have it like it's in one of those journals up there on the shelf this entire school of worship where we are just like teaching each other how to be in communion in each other's presence so fast forward like seven years seven actual whole years and seven oh my god <laughs> we talked about that yesterday it's uh, so weird okay god seven years later I am trying to find clients doing the entrepreneur freelancer hustle and this girl who was like living on the other side of the world reached out to me and said hey you're a brand strategist I would love to sit down with you and like ask you questions I'm needing some help navigating through my business and I was like yeah sure totally and we just sat there and just like quantized and like locked in and I like was like coaching her didn't mean to coach her but she was like asking these like questions I was like oh my god you are worth so much more than this and like just started pouring into this person and I was like oh my gosh I sort of miss this kind of thing and I felt so good I felt so like in alignment with who I am and really this person is like really wise and has a lot of things together, but is struggling with creative courage and being someone who is creative process and creative courage obsessed. So it's just like, man, that like really bugs me that this person doesn't have community, doesn't have a place to like kind of go and like lock in on like creative courage. There aren't specifically any like black people talking about creative courage out in the world and this like woman was like a black woman and like some of her stuff was like really like like super specifically like about like her being a black woman and trying to navigate in a white man's industry and like just like feeling the, all of the low self-worth themes around that and I was just like ah oh how do we do this? How do we navigate this? So I went to sleep and like my ancestors do, they were like, knock, knock, you ain't sleeping tonight, bitch. We got stuff for you. (laughs) (laughs) So so at 3 a.m., my ancestors were like, this is what you're going to do. And I was like, okay, yes, God. And so I woke up and I was like, it's brave school. And I don't know what the heck it is, but it's brave school. So I started like working on it, like crazy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get to revive all this research that I've been doing about creative process and creative courage and creative community. And I was like, let's figure out how to do this. So I clumsily like was like, it was, and I'm saying clumsy because it's part of, it was a part of my journey. Like I was like, well, I have to like create a beta program. I've got to create a beta program. I've got to figure out how to do this. So I created a six week program around brand strategy. And I accidentally started talking about more than brand strategy. I started talking about creative courage. Hello. I started talking about like, like just really kind of going in and like going with the folks who were with me at the time, like, what does it mean to use our voices in the world? What does it mean to own the way that we're wired? What does it mean to like stand tall in these bodies that we were born in? And it just felt so locked in. And that first cohort is so fun. Like Tamil, who is a part of that first cohort is now like in our ecosystem and we co-work together on projects and like products and things like that. And just like 
evidence of an evolution happens like it's like to Neil our relationship is evidence of that evolution of like we're figuring out how to be courageous together we're figuring out how to like really fully take up our space and be who we are in the world and own our voices and wage beauty with our medicine and this is not something that I can stand on a pedestal and teach you it's not something that I have 1000% figured out but I'm really here as like a person who's obsessed with this topic and obsessed with like creative people and creative entrepreneurs and like has a really big heart for creative entrepreneurs. I'm like willing to go with you and I'm willing to go with you with other creative entrepreneurs who are obsessed with this topic too. So it just like became this like big old like cesspool of entrepreneurs that's like growing. Uh, people who are like tired of doing capitalism stuff and <laughs> cesspools cesspools probably not the most beautiful word to describe it <laughs> probably not um, waterfall like a big waterfall yeah it's a yeah it's a waterfall of creative entrepreneurs <laughs> <laughs> see there's my shadow peeking out again <laughs> dirty humor well, um, I mean there is an aspect of that that is a cesspool like it's a yeah, for, it's like it's like a it's a jacuzzi of creative entrepreneurs. <laughs> it's like this the hot tub. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's the it's know. the primo. It's like the hot tub that you pee in, you know. Oh God, <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> you get you get you get a little bit of the of the good and a little bit of the bad. Um, you get the shadow and the light, yeah. So we just have been growing together, Fibonacci spiraling it out, and it's been beautiful and evolving. I'm I'm really. It, it intrigues me because I'm in, involved with different communities around different places. And I have never actually found anything remotely close to what I would feel, feel like felt like a part of me in this area of the country, mm. which is why I've been living elsewhere for the mm. last five years through my transformation. Like when I was, it was about 2014, I started my transformation and then it was really my Saturn return where I made, you know, I quit my job. I sold everything I had. I moved across the country you know, started business to work for myself and things like that. And, and really started helping other people. I mean, what comes down to a fundamental of like how much service are you putting out for others and how much are you helping? Because that's a true form of abundance. The more you put out, the more does come back. And, mm. and I'm fascinated to, to meet you because really like I told you a little bit about Jared and how I met him on the plane. He was being extradited mm -hmm. from Rwanda and he was imprisoned out there and all that stuff. And he, he sort of set a, a seed and initiated um, he moved West, you know, like he was from Tennessee originally, but he moved West and, mm. and my sister is here and she's found some pretty beautiful people. And I know that they're around, but I haven't personally engaged that much or been able to find them. So I'm really excited to have, have met you. And I drew a card from the new deck that we haven't put out yet that I was going nice. to, I just did this while we were talking. I didn't nice. pick this ahead of time, but the affirmation is, I smile because I am in love. I smile because I am of love, mm. which sort of goes along with our topic. And then the back of the card says, this is a reminder that you are vibrant, delicious, and beloved heartbeat of the world, that you are the vibrant, delicious, and beloved heartbeat of the world. Your unprecedented beauty and exuberant soul twinkles so bright that it lights up all of 79, all 79 of Jupiter's moons. Your smile is so supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> that all of the planets turn into puddles of bright red blush every time you flash your icy whites. 
The trumpets sound, the confetti explodes, the cosmos of love blows a kiss. Not only are you in love, but you are of love too. You always will be to infinity and beyond. The universe is wet for you. <laughs> wow. Wow, universe. <laughs> okay, so nice, nice That's dig. so pretty. I love that. Oh yeah, and if, I think if I think it fits well with our sort of encouragement of like becoming this creative space, but mm. I am of love. I am in love. I don't know how often I repeat that to myself when I'm like really mm. stressed or anxious because I get there. I'm like, I'm, I am of love. I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Can you send me a picture of that? I will. Yeah. And when we get I have to run a Kickstarter for this deck still to fund them. But once I get them printed, I'll send you a whole deck. I sent you one of the other ones. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. So, so I was, I, is that a turkey behind you? Yeah. So this is interesting. And I know anyone listening, you can't see this <laughs> awesome turkey spirit animal thing. But my friend Sarah Saddleman has a book called the book of beasties and it's mm. the most playful incredible book of like animal wisdom right you, you mm. if you see an animal in real life or you see a sticker or a thing like that you can go and look up all these different aspects she includes like chakra synchronicities like what does it mean for your love life what does it mean mm. and she does it in a really playful fun way but earlier today i was walking down the street here in nashville and i went by an art gallery and there was this just massive, beautiful, like had to have been like 10 feet of this just really pretty white background painting. But in the middle was just like this exquisite turkey. Like mm -hmm. it was almost so beautiful that you think you're looking at a peacock or something. Mm -hmm. It was like, and, and I was like, man, I, I really haven't had a turkey show up as a spirit animal recently or that I ever remember. And now that there's one behind you, I'm sort of wondering if I need to go down that rabbit hole mm. or that turkey hole I should say yeah I love this turkey I've had it for a few years I saw it at a consignment shop and like a pop-up and saw it and I was like I'm not gonna buy it and I couldn't stop thinking about it so I just went back and got it and it was like 28 bucks oh so you actually brought that in too because I I wouldn't have known if that was there in the space before you got there or not so that's cool mm. it means a lot yeah. yeah yeah it's super special i think it means abundance i think so abundance abundance and everything yeah yeah so where can do you have any of your music online <laughs> why are you asking me that because i want to share it because i remember <laughs> watching your videos and it blew my mind and you didn't have i think you were just getting started to recording some stuff again you you didn't really have anything on no, um, I took it all offline right before so I went you're on tour. So you going to put some stuff up? Yeah, I think so. Maybe eventually. We'll see. Was there a reason you took it offline? Was it like because the stuff you had up wasn't the same as what you were doing anymore? Or was... Yeah, there was like, there was just like something that I wanted to say. Like there was like an essence that I wanted to portray in my music that I didn't feel like was there and what I had up. So I just wanted to clear the channel and see what wanted to come through after. Yeah. And I started creating and re-recording a project right before the pandemic and we had to pause all of that. But yeah, yeah, I just feel 
excited to release music again and also so patient about it yeah there are just so many like different tendrils of like connectivity and stuff in our community around music that I'm wanting to tap into too so yeah you got to come to Knoxville I encourage it and sit around the fire it. with us come on yeah I, I will <laughs> I, I definitely will there's a place called space and it's got the magic There's a place called space and it's got the balls There's a place called space and it's got the passion There's a place called space where we can smash the walls There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity And the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth In this place called space we'll build a factory of smells That will assemble with our minds and sell to earth Yo, so all of the the information that you could possibly want for Daje until you actually start connecting with her digitally and, and physically, I, and I highly suggest this, um, will be at heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast, but you can go to thestorydoula.co, braveschool.co, search her podcast called Brave School or founding.space. And then on Instagram, her handle is at the story doula. So all those links will be down below in whatever app you're listening to this in. And if you're listening to it just in your own brain without any external help, then fuck. We need to meet. Till next time. Peace.